Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at SixSecondStories.com. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab podcast. This is episode 113, and I'm doing something a little new, a little different this season, folks. I'm really excited about it. I don't know if you know this, uh, but I've been spending a lot of time in the past year on TikTok. I've had a few viral videos. I've got a decent small following there. I'm what you might call a micro-influencer, you know, Uh, like 15,000 followers. But It's an amazing platform. The algorithm is untouched by any other social platform out there. In fact, they're all trying to replicate what TikTok is doing. And the conversion rates 
that you get by finding your audience because of said algorithm are incredible. Like if you have something to offer, there is a massive, massive opportunity to expand, to grow your brand, to establish yourself as an expert or a thought leader or just help promote what you're, you know, what you're trying to do, your business, your organization, your cause, your book, whatever that is. So I've seen a lot of great results from it, and therefore I've been spending a lot more time on it. And the best part about it, and this is the best part about any social media platform, um, especially during the early days before it gets tainted, is the community that's cultivated there. One of the best benefits that I've experienced is is meeting new people that I wouldn't normally have. So the idea that I had was to give space to these new voices. Now some of the, so so what we're going to do this season is between my long form episodes with guests that I have like curated and gone out there and found like last week Nancy Duarte I'm, I'm pulling in people that I've just met on TikTok. Now, listen, some of these people have 30,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and they don't necessarily need me or my show to help promote them uh, and their brand, but they are voices that I wouldn't have heard otherwise, and they have really interesting and compelling things to say, and they can help you. That's the main reason. But a lot of them also have very small accounts, and it's about giving them a platform because they also have really interesting things to say, and they do amazing work. And listen, there's a lot of people that have had massive had have had massive success in their businesses, but they're just getting started on TikTok or social media. So they may have like 500 or 1500 followers. And so a secondary benefit for them is I hope that this gives them a platform to start sharing more of their content because I have amazing experiences and, and conversations and learn a lot from these people. So today is the first one of those episodes. And this guest is Stephen G. Pope from SGP, Stephen G. Pope Labs. And what Stephen does is he basically helps promote usually service providers, coaches, consultants, helps promote helps them promote their brands, establish themselves as 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 innovators and experts, kind of what we've already uh, alluded to and talked about. But what he really does well is help you automate your content creation process. If you listen to this show, if you're a regular listen regular listener to the show, you probably know a good deal about storytelling, okay? We talk about that, about how to share your story on video, specifically on TikTok and YouTube and other video-based platforms. But the problem is, even if you're a great storyteller, listen, I'm a one-man band now. I used to have a smaller team. I've kind of reduced that, and I have a few subcontractors that work with me. Uh, but a lot of times people are by themselves or with a personal brand or they're a creator or influencer or a small business owner, or they have... A very, very small team. The point is you're overwhelmed and it's hard to compete with the Gary V's and the big influencers and content creators out there that just say, just create, just create, just create. It's like, yeah, it's easy for you to say you got a whole team behind you and a pretty damn big budget. So Steven specifically helps content creators understand how to keep it simple, how to automate and systematize your content creation process so that it is easier, so that it is more efficient and therefore more effective because you keep banging that drum beat. We had an awesome conversation about the different platforms, how to do that, how to utilize social media, how amazing of a tool social media is because it gets you, no matter where you are in your business, it can get you in front of the most people, the easiest and the cheapest. And you are really overlooking it if you're not leveraging it or utilizing it and the opportunity that it provides. And TikTok, my friends, I'm here to tell you, this is what we're gonna talk about a lot this season, is a massive opportunity, yes, still. 
peak during the pandemic in 2020 because people were at home a lot, but it, it is still on the rise. And we're probably out of the early adoption stage, but it hasn't been fully accepted by everybody because most people have a misconception that it's just still a teen dancing app. And yeah, you have those little trends, but there is also a trend going on uh, right now um, called something I'm paraphrasing of like, you know, I, you know, today I learned on TikTok or, you know, TikTok taught me. I think that's what it is. Listen, I can't tell you whether it's, you know, housing, you like, you know, housing uh, and lawn maintenance to marketing and branding, what we do and storytelling to history. I have learned so, so many things off of that platform. It's kind of like YouTube. You need to learn how to change your brakes. You can do it. The difference is on YouTube, you have to go search these things, these things specifically. And on TikTok, it calibrates to what you like and sends you, sends you the content. Now, why that's great as a consumer is it because it tailors your feed to you and why it's great as a creator is because you find your audience your target audience your niche audience so quickly and so effectively using this platform you got to use it so in this first tiktok guest episode we are talking about social media storytelling and automation here is my conversation with stephen g pope and i hope that you love it All right. Well, first of all, Stephen, uh, I appreciate you making some time for me. I'm excited to talk to you uh, today, but I just want to jump right in. We were saying right before I hit press record and then I was like, wait, 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 uh, <laughs> which I, I you know, my, my background's in documentary filmmaking. And I learned that lesson the hard way. It's like, don't have deep conversations with somebody before you hit record, because exactly. almost always you'll get the golden nuggets then before you hit record. And then you try to replicate that when you start recording, they never, it never comes back as, as good. They're like, what did I say? How did I say it? So I, yeah, I, I, I didn't listen to my own rule and I started, started chatting with you, but we were talking about like you started a business out and to, and you're from Southern California and you took it to Northern California. I was kind of trying to poke and prod and understand that move a little bit. And you, you said you had this realization of like, you didn't really need to be out there. And then I was chiming in and saying like, especially in the entertainment or arts field, I'm a filmmaker. You're always like, I have to move to LA or New York and listen, it's a good choice for a lot, a lot of, a lot of reasons. I did have a friend of mine when I almost moved to LA in 2016, who was, he lived out there. He was like, well, it ain't going to hurt your career <laughs> when you're talking about film and television, but it's kind of a lie that we're told that it has, that it has to be that way, or maybe it's changed over time, but have or, you seen, go ahead. Or, or I was going to say, or like, if there is some strategic advantage of you going there, uh-huh. then really, execute on that strategic advantage because like like for instance like we were like if you go to la like there's probably some things if you go there there's probably some things that you probably should be doing to really maximize your stay there like if you go to la or if like in my case if you go to san francisco and you just end up doing the same thing that you normally do which is like stick at home like is which is like yeah i work from home and that's so that's what i just did i didn't I didn't go into the like into the San Francisco every day to try to hustle and get into the coffee shops and meet up, meet all the people. No, but if I had, it probably would have been a good, like yeah. I, I, you know, that probably would have helped, but like, yeah, you don't, if you're going to, if you don't really want to go somewhere and you're not going to do the things that you need to do in that area, then just, then just be at home and do the things you can do at home and live that. No. You know, yeah. This is such a great point. I did the same thing going to New York. I had these romantic ideas of like, Oh, I'm going to write. By my window and look out at the city and be inspired 
you know what I did in New York in my late 20s? Like I went out partying and spent all my money and then couldn't, you know, had trouble paying rent. Now, if I move back there, which it's not my situation, I have a wife, I have two kids. I'm happy where I am. Uh, now, if I went back, yeah, I would, because there's a lot of opportunity there and in LA, like, so right. it's certainly a great path, but not, not if you but don't it, take the opportunity. But see, the funny thing is, is like, there's just as much opportunity sitting where you are right now and maximizing that. So like, you can meet anybody you want on social media, mm -hmm. you can send an email, you can send a DM, you can create a video. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta follow your gut. Mm -hmm. I'm learning to do that as I get older, following your gut and um you know not not just like doing things because people say or because of this it's like it's really it's just like listening listening to yourself and like mm -hmm. what like what what the real advantage is this is all right i, I already like where this is going because like and correct me if i'm wrong here but the people that you serve most you know i know thought leaders and getting people out you know out in front of their potential audiences is is, is kind of how you help people most is that accurate to say yeah exactly so like people that have really really people that sell services because that's what i've always been i've always been a service Same. provider Same. yeah so uh you know thought leader is a little bit of a loaded word but Fair. but yes um but people but people that have expertise people that have a vision people that can see into the future um identify risks and opportunities mm -hmm. and can bring that back and articulate it to their audience and so like, how do you, how do you get them to like, number one, like look into the future, identify these things and then communicate them and then actually get out there on video so that they can ultimately grow their business uh, with all of these, with, with this, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right. I have a thought, I have a philosophy thesis, whatever we want to call it about, um, you know that that type of person because i tend to serve those types of people as well and i think it ties into what we were just just saying um you know i really think that everybody has their own unique perspective and approach right. to the work that they do and that unique perspective is determined uh or or uh, by their lived experience right it's influenced by by that their unique experiences have, have influenced the way they move in the world the, the type of work they do and the, and the appro their approach to it and therefore like for if we're talking about those kinds of people uh this thing that we're talking about about not needing to go to new york but understanding like what you have at your disposal here in north carolina for my situation in in, in southern california for you you know understanding our position where we are, what we have access to, and really being able to create that life and or business that only we can have, like based off of who we are. Does that, do you, do you agree with that kind of like how that fits yeah. together? Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little bit of like, um, what it takes, it takes a little bit of like thinking and, and like, like being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and then sure. like, either being honest with your past and what those experiences were and what those epiphanies that you had, or like if you don't have the experiences that you wanted to that you want to position then being willing to go out and continue to like learn that new experience and creating creating the story so to speak mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean like we all like this is the genius of the internet is that uh, with a little perseverance mm -hmm. you can literally craft a product and align that with some you, you you can create this little niche product that you love and you could really get behind and work on and then you can 
you can then deliver that to this other niche group that can actually use it. Mm. Um, there's a little bit of negotiation that has to happen to get there. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes what you think of in the beginning isn't exactly what people want. And you got to like tell that story and figure out how it works. And then maybe there's a few things you got to learn, but yeah, man, it's like, you can do that. Like you can literally live the, the life that you want. Um, like I had to go through that same process myself as I kind of reinvented myself. Um, so it's this, it's this really interesting um, process that you go through where you identify what your, your unique experiences are, what you want to do, what do other people want? And then, telling that story and the product and the you iterating over and over again until you arrive at something that people will just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you. I'll pay you 10 grand for that. That sounds yeah. cool. Do you mind sharing that transformation? Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah it, it, and um, I mean, it was a pretty heavy one to be, if I'm being fully honest, it's like, yeah. So like, I, I won't go into the, I won't bore everything with every little detail, but I grew up an engineer, mm -hmm. um, always building, building products, selling things. I just love to sell people stuff. Uh, ultimately uh, ended up being a software engineer programmer. Um, and then I went, I got a degree in computer science. I got my degree right at, at the first dot-com bust. Mm -hmm. uh, and nobody would hire me. Um, and I just, I just happened to like get into consulting and I started uh, consulting and then it just started growing on its own. I just did good work. And um, I built a really successful software development agency, um, was doing $7 million a year, Inc. Magazine's fastest growing companies. Nice. And, uh, and then I ultimately, I, I sold that company for a variety of reasons, which aren't terribly important. Um, but it was quite a shock after I sold it, right? So I had this team, I, like I was the tech guy. Um, it was a persona that I had essentially gotten a very attached to. And mm -hmm. after I sold it, then um, I jumped right back into something. I was like, I was like, I, now, all of a sudden I became like the on-demand CTO. Like I was gonna, like, I was gonna come in and just help people, like just give them advice on tech stuff. And so I got, but in that process, I got really interested in marketing and in sales um, much more than I had been before. Um, and I was really fascinated with that. I didn't really understand what marketing was. I always thought it was websites and flyers and it was kind of boring. And then I learned that marketing was a little bit more like there's this entrepreneurial engine where you're coming up with a hypothesis, putting these things into the marketplace, testing it. And then I like got into funnels and all this stuff. I was like, whoa, you can build a company really fast. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, it was cool because I, I started to realize, oh, I was really interested in this marketing stuff. And then I looked back at my previous company. I was like, you know, what? I could have built that company so much faster if I had known this stuff. I started getting other people really excited about their business, like all the opportunities that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, epiphany moment. I was like, I hate this on-demand CTO persona that I'm trying to fulfill here, but I love all this marketing stuff. And so then I just like started to iterate, like how can I build a product? How can I help other people grow? How can I help my next business grow? And I came up with a, a mastermind, uh, ran that. Uh, it was helping people, you know, had had some successes with that, had some issues with that, iterated on it, kept going, kept going. Then I started getting clients uh, results with uh, with their business and getting them to grow. And then I just kept like honing in on like, what's this little package I can I can put together where I'm working with entrepreneurs, helping them grow their business, but then doing interesting things with marketing and video. I used to be terrified of video speaking. And now I'm literally on video, TikTok, me and you see each other out there. Yeah. And so that's the iteration, right? And um, 
there were some real scary moments, like trying to figure that out and negotiate it and like kind of having to let that tech side of me, I'm still doing technology, like just in a different way. Right. But I, I like that part of me kind of died. Um, and that moment was pretty traumatic, I would say, like coming to terms with that and like, like realizing that I'm going off on this totally uncharted territory. Um, but that's the that's the story in a nutshell. And now I'm here and now now I'm growing and now I'm helping other people grow. And um, it's cool. And that is a story of transformation. I mean, that's a, that's a hero's journey right there. Like that the old you died and you had to go to this like new this new journey, this new quest. And you didn't know what was around every corner. That's like literally the stuff stories are made of. Yeah. And I think it was it's a real. Um, I. I if I don't, you've probably noticed this as well, but like mindset has become this like common day thing that people talk about. Yeah. And it wasn't like that, like no. five or 10 years ago. <laughs> no. And, and I've thought about that a lot. I was like, why is that? And I think it's really just because there's all these new opportunities, but they're also unknown mm -hmm. and social media is an unknown. Mm -hmm. um, it's also a negative space. It's also a place that's got shiny object syndrome all over the place. Everybody's Sheesh. telling, everyone's telling you their path is the, is the right one. Right. <laughs> and so there's all these new challenges that people are experiencing. And so our, I don't think our brains were fully equipped to, to handle it. And so that's why I think that all this mindset has, has shown up is like, how, how do you stay in the moment? How do you enjoy the life? How do you, embark on all these new interesting things and not lose your mind and then find yourself on the other side successful um so it's been a, like that out of all the things like i've learned a lot about myself and mm -hmm. like how to how to look fear in the face and just keep moving and all those things this is a really interesting point that the new the the new opportunities that we have you know created these new challenges that we didn't that we didn't have before this is where i wanted to marinate on that a little bit with like the, the mind you're totally right about the mindset thing but i never thought about it like that it's you know because of all these new things we have access to and because there was only a few paths right that we saw right. historically and now we've got an infinite amount like you can literally be anything you want to be now and make a business out of it if there yeah. is a need for it and there's and more than ever before people are able to, to carve their own paths uh, but I think you're right that it's, it's, it, there's this pull. We know that we're capable, we're able to do it. So now there's this interest level and sometimes there's a pull from the heart, but there's always that thing that, or things that hold us back that limit us. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like you said, I'm not really into doing video or even scared or nervous about it. So there's a lot of things blocking people now too. On top of that, we're in this you know, stage era of the great resignation, more, more and more people are leaving to pursue these passions. And all of them, most of them, I'd argue, don't really have like a full plan. They're not at this point where you're at, where you can look back and say, damn, you know, if I could have done it, if, you know, hindsight's 2020, if I could do it differently, now I know how to be efficient. So let's talk to that person. Let's start from the beginning. Like, if I'm one of those people, I just left my job, whether from my decision or not. And I'm like, you know what? I'm starting Rain's tea business. You know, this is what I've always yeah. wanted to do. My mom, my grandma taught me about tea back in the day. Here's what I want to do. Like, take me through kind of your program and how you help somebody like that, like get their unique thoughts and perspectives on tea or whatever out to the world with the new tech that we have uh, uh, available to us. Yeah. So it's like, it kind of comes as like, there's kind of, there's two different types of people that I see is like people that are literally starting from scratch and yes. have nothing, nothing yet. And I think when you're starting there, 
I think having a good sense of like purpose and mission and vision is important because like when you like you 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 want to you want to be thinking far enough ahead and you want to be you want to be bought into this idea that you have um to a level so that on those days where you wake up and you you like you're not sure you're like scared or you it's not working or something's because so many things are going to hit you in the face right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like as you go down that path like the the purpose is something that pulls you back into like why do i do this like for so for me it's like like i really envision a world where entrepreneurs have all the tools and resources they need to challenge the status quo and reach their maximum impact so i'm 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 tapped into this purpose that when i get knocked down i'm like well i got a i got a i got a group of people i got to i got to help and yeah. so that's the one thing that i can always draw back so i think that purpose is important um and then it's really just starting to map out like just in, in real basic terms, like, to be honest, this is going to be like, this is to sometimes this sounds like, like genius, but it's like, just go to market strategy. It's just like, who do you, who do you serve? Like, who are you serving? Like, what's the product? You know, what's the, like, you don't have to like fully design it. In fact, you, you probably shouldn't because you can only get so far. Like if you're just designing a product, you can't make it perfect before it's been designed. So yeah. who do you serve? What are you offering? what we talked about, like what makes you different? Like if, if your grandma had that special tea thing, like what's the story behind that? Like, yeah. like what make, what's the experience you have? Identifying like, are there some things I have to learn? Do I have to create mm. some story here? That's a good one. Right, cause, cause if, you, if you know that you're not who you need to be yet, uh -huh. then you can just write those things down. Yeah. Okay, I gotta learn a little bit more about tea. What temperature does the tea need to be? you know, you just write these things down and then you start to learn them. And then that, that gives you some, some content to actually talk about as well. So mapping out where you need to be, then where are you going to go do this? Where's, where are these, these people you talked about? Where are they? Where are they hanging out? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on TikTok? Are they in the coffee shop? Are they in some networking group? And then just, then you just got to say, okay, now that I know these different things, how do I go about what are the, what are the, like, do I need a funnel? Do I need a website? Do I need a social media profile? Just listing all these things out, executing on those things, and then going to the marketplace and saying, what's up? I got, I got something. This is the, this is, this is badass. Let's, let me, let me talk to you about it. What do you, just, just like not, it's not selling. It's just like, Hey, look at this thing. Like I got this passion. Like, what do you, what do you think? And then are they confused? Do they have, do they ask you questions or are they like, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. Like, what are the questions you get? Like, and then just like refine that story, refine that product, iterate as quickly as possible, have as many conversations as you can as possible. And I know all that. Um, it's all it's actually really simple. Like we're what ends up getting in the way is we overcomplicate things. We we overthink our messaging. We overthink this. We overthink that. We overthink that. And it all delays that process of just going to the marketplace a funny story like so i created a, a little community on a friday like this idea on a of uh, I, I, having said all this i did create some some i had some followers on TikTok before i did this so i had okay. a, an avenue to to test this but like i came up with an idea on a friday for a little community a paid community came it up with on friday started promoting it on a saturday 
Sunday, sent out an email on a Monday and on Tuesday it had launched and I had like 30 paying customers. What, so like what was, that, the, what was the community? So it's all around like content automation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it was kind of niche. It's like around people making content and then people wanted to make it efficient and technology. And I have, so I had some of the, the makings to do this, but like, you can see like how fast it can actually happen. Like in four days, you can release a product. So now having said all that, I did have a, a little bit of a following and some experience and stuff to, to do that. But that, I like that. I think it's an interesting illustration as to how fast you can actually do this as opposed yeah. to, as opposed to, you know, mulling this over for months and redoing your headline and your tagline and your, you know, like stuff I have, stuff I have and done before creating complicated websites that nobody, that nobody ever sees, you know? Yeah. You can get caught in that. Like these things you're talking about, like just tweaking, 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 you know, you're like you said, your tagline, your website, a lot of people get caught in that state. Or at that stage. And me too. And me too. I like, yeah. I'm, I'm only speaking from experience. Like I've done the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, because, and I'm also an engineer, uh, slight, uh, I probably lean more introverted. And so yeah. like maybe a perfectionist at times, perfectionist yeah. engineer type. Yeah. Yeah. It'll hold you back if you're not careful. Now, now you, you mentioned a couple of times having this following, tell me a little bit about the lessons that you've learned in trying and growing and kind of cultivating that following. Cause I, I mean, like you said, we met and we see each other on, on TikTok, and I know the, the uh, opportunity that lies in that platform and many of the platforms, especially if you're using, using video, but how, how important is that? Like, can someone operate without having a presence online at this point in 2022? You could. Like you're, but you're going to have to go out and kind of do the networking group thing, yeah. you know? Uh, so like, and there probably are certain businesses where that's still going to be something that you got to do. For sure. For sure. Um, but I just see that as like, it seems to be the no brainer to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like all social media is, is a networking platform that you can do at some level of scale. So you can, not only can you just DM a lot of people really fast and jump on a zoom and like we are right now, like we, right. Like somebody, you, you made a post, somebody recommended me to you. Yep. We just emailed and it was done. Done. Um, and here we are. And so you, so you have to, you have to first kind of believe that, that that's even possible. I think that's part of the, the blockers that people are like, how would this even work? And, um, so, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you probably could just go into a networking group and, if you hustled, you could probably do it just as quickly, um, you know. But maybe, it's safe well, to say you're, miss, you're missing out on an opportunity there. Yeah, there's it. no scalability. Yeah. There's no scalability in the in your ability to send this message to a lot of people. So now that you've been doing it for a while and you've grown a little bit of a following, are there lessons that you would impart on someone just starting off that helped you like you notice like oh like when i do this you know in terms of strategy it's been it's been successful and these things necessarily haven't been yeah i think it's all in the the focus mm. and the, the the purpose it's the, the 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 trick is is like it's purpose focus simplicity and sustainability because um if you go onto social media and you have those things, you will make an impact rather quickly. The reason why people, I think, 
including me. And I, if, if you look, if I go back two years where I first started on LinkedIn, the reason why it took me a while to evolve is because if you looked at what I was doing, I was just all over the place. I didn't even know what I was doing. So I think it's two things. It's like, if you have some clarity and some focus on what you're doing, like people are going to be able to connect with you a lot faster. It's one thing to, it's one thing for people to connect with your personality and just kind of like you. They're like, Oh, I like Steve. Yeah. But like that, that's not a, mo that's not a compelling reason to like buy from you or right. follow you or do anything like that. They're just like, Oh, that guy's kind of cool. And, and, and I had that on LinkedIn, but like that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Other than people just being, Hey, I would like to be, a you friend. might get their attention for a second. Right. But it's not sustainable. Like you said, but, but I guess. And so the thing is, it's like, it's that focus, but if you don't have that, that's okay too. And you see this on social media all the time. Like you've probably seen several people like, you're like, oh, he's doing that. And then you see him like a month later and you're like, oh, he's now he's now he's a video coach or now he's a mindset <laughs> coach. <laughs> and yeah. you see them, you see them going through that evolution and that's okay too. Totally. It's just like, so it's, it's also partly like being patient with yourself and, and being, being okay, just throwing yourself out there and letting yourself just go through this like meat grinder. But yeah, and that's the quest they're on is to find that focus, right? They're kind of doing like A-B testing or trial and error. Like they, you know, they did the video coach. Then like, oh, people respond more when I'm talking about the mindset stuff. And so right, they kind yeah. of shift, yeah. So, so being okay being okay to go out there and do that, right? Like it's, who, who cares? Like nobody else really cares. It's you care more than they do. Like, yeah. Like when I see you switching niches, I, it's like I could care less, man. Like I'm doing my thing. Like I noticed it, but like, I'm not judging you. I mean- you might get a couple of jerks out there that give you, give you hell for it, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so what do you, what are you focused on this year? Is there anything that changed last year from your perspective? I'm not sure when you got on TikTok. you know, we've started following each other, you know, just a few months ago, I think maybe not even that long, but what are your eyes on in 2022? I think like on TikTok specifically, it's kind of like slowing down and making good quality stuff. Like yeah. you see a lot of people there that are like volume, volume, volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's a, I think when people are telling you that, um, number one, they might just be, they might just be figuring their thing out themselves. They might be like a TikTok coach and they're just telling you what to do to get business for their business. Um, so I'm going to focus on creating good quality TikTok content. I've noticed when I do that, it works a lot better when I don't even though I have quite a few followers there now, it's like, you just don't get the traction on the videos. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be focusing on TikTok, uh, building out like this, this weekly, like uh, community where people can come and, uh, learn a couple of little things, but then network and like, um, ask questions for me and then, uh, growing my YouTube channel and then, um, focusing on that consulting product, that one product that I can scale up and build out and, um, and kind of trying to ignore, everything else that uh comes my way and is that one product the one you mentioned earlier yeah yeah yep got you so um yeah back to your point about the tiktok like you know post this many times a day there's also something i've noticed on there is like you have people like you and i that are that are talking about their work and how you know the people the people they serve and, and how they serve them but a lot of the people that are just trying to grow for growth's sake are trying to be like influencers and get brand deals. So their right, only right, yeah. goal really is to like hit a million followers, you know? Right, yeah, so yeah. If, if that is your trajectory, then sure, maybe posting five to seven times a day is the path. One, I can't right. sustain that, as you said, 
right? That's not sustainable for everything else that I'm working on now. One or two a day is. And so that's where I'm at. But yeah, I'm not, I have no desire to, to in and of, you know, of itself to, to grow to a million, but many people do because they're just trying to get a name. And so they may do the silly stuff. They may do, you know, tons of posts a day because that's really what they're trying to get. And then just make a business just off of like, hey, talking to people about, hey, I use this lotion. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess that's, it's like a totally different mindset, right? It that's is. Like, and a lot yeah. of the new people to the platform, they just, they, they just want to grow for, for that sake. So you, a lot of the stuff you talked about today is like really asking yourself these questions. Like, I don't have that desire. I want to continue to get clients for the work that I do. So I put out content that would strike a nerve with that type of person. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. That's, that's what I'm, I'm focused on. Real quick, because you've talked about YouTube as well. Different strategies for the two platforms. How are you approaching video content, which we know is a powerful tool on TikTok, which is kind of not new anymore, but still the, one of the newer kids on the block with YouTube, the kind of standard that's been there for 15 years now. Yeah, so, you know, I guess, you know, TikTok is that like, that low attention span, capture attention, deliver some sort of value, whether that's entertainment or comedy or value or business growth or something like that. And then I'm ultimately trying to get people, I, I, I wanna be careful the way I say this, cause it's yeah. I, like, but get them off the platform, mm -hmm. like get them, you. get them to a spot where they, where we can have a little bit more meaningful discussion, whether that's yeah. that, that weekly call where we can just like, chill out, learn a few things, and then ask questions, learn what you need to learn. Um, and then the YouTube um, is like delivering that longer form content that that people can really uh, learn something and le learn your expertise. Um, I think I think, you know, like, all these other platforms like TikTok and LinkedIn, and it's like, if you stop posting, you literally kind of disappear. Yeah. YouTube seems to be the only one where like your videos become these real assets that that will stand the test of time and, and can grow. Uh, I, I think people do get a little bit like scared of, and I was too, a little bit scared of like, how do you grow on YouTube? It seems so saturated and whatnot. But I think, I think that's, that's, we're also addicted to this instant gratification. Nothing good is going to come without some time. And so yeah. with YouTube, I've just, I've been seeing my channel grow, but it's all from like external sources. Mm -hmm. And so at some point, what I think you need to do is you, you get on a platform like TikTok or YouTube or TikTok or LinkedIn to start to capture people's attention and get their interest to pull them towards something a little bit more meaty. Um, and then once you see that you can grow your channel from pulling that attention and you can see your channels growing purely by people coming somewhere and then subscribing, and then you can start to say, okay, I'm on to something here. I, mm -hmm. I have something meaningful. And then you can start to shift your attention, say, okay, now how am I going to actually leverage the YouTube platform and get it so that YouTube is sending organic traffic from the search or suggesting my video. So I think you can kind of do it as a pivot, right? You can, yeah. you can use YouTube in the beginning as a proving ground to say, okay, I've, something's working here. I've got people coming here. And then once you see that, then you can say, okay, now I can envision myself learning the YouTube algorithm and how do I get the keywords and all that stuff? Cause if you focus on that too early, I think you, you might get overwhelmed cause you don't even, you don't even know yeah. where you're at yet. And it's such a big investment that, that, uh, you know, 
Yeah, you can definitely get overwhelmed with that with that end of things. It's a there's a proper like process <laughs> to the progress, right? I mean, and I think often when people try to jump too far ahead, it just it, it, you'll hit a wall and then you'll get you'll get discouraged and most likely you might bow out. Yeah, I mean, and, and I do the same thing to myself. Mm. I on a daily basis I overwhelm myself. <laughs> Heard that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um and so, but the, the one, the one thing that I've always been good at is like, I just never give up on something. There you go. That's the one strength I have. Like, like I'm that type of person. So that's one strength that like, no matter how down I am, I end up, I may waste a few days or a week or whatever, uh, but I can get myself out. Now I've also built and sold a company. So I have some flexibility around that. Right. So like when I get overwhelmed and I lose a week. I can recover from that. Yeah. A lot of people that are quitting their job or they only have a certain reservoir. It's like, you got to make sure you don't overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that, that purpose, focus, simplicity, and sustainability is the most important thing. You know, like you got to go out to the marketplace very quickly and get something that people will pay you for so that you don't go back to that job. Love you know? it. And, and uh- here, here, here there's one, there's one thing. If you, if you write this on your wall, like if I don't know how to get brand deals for people, I, I don't know how to do that. So I'm not an influencer that way, but if you're going to start a consulting business, mm-hmm. you're the, the, how do I say this? The rate at which you grow is going to be directly proportional to how many conversations you have with people. Mm. So if you're lost, Look at that, and that's going to drive all your actions. Because if you're not having conversations with people, you are screwed. You're literally you you can't come up with a product. You can't do anything. So, like, your ability to start having those conversations is key. And then you don't even have to have a product. You can go to I I could call you up and I could be like, man, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Like, what are the you like what are the problems that you're having? Yeah, and dig a little deep into that, and then. Is that something that I feel like I can come up with a solution for? And it seems so yeah. like it seems so hard to do because everybody wants to come up with the product in their yeah. bedroom. They want to yeah. come up with the product in their bedroom and then have people buy it. But you 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 want to come up with the product and have something to talk about when you get on that call with someone. Yep. But in the end, like you want the product to be derived from like actual conversations you have with people. I think this is the perfect like statement to kind of like cover cover like the whole the whole conversation we just we've just had because like the rate in which you grow is directly proportional to the conversations you have with you because all that we've talked about is talking to a lot of people that are beginning right it's it, it, we talked about marketing specifically you can generate conversations with people in a myriad of ways right like i mean you can talk to somebody in the you know, proverbial elevator or a networking event, whatever. You can create a TikTok channel where you put stuff out there and list, receive comments back and respond to them. That's how we met. You can have jump on Zoom a lot of different ways. At the end of the day, it comes back to communi- connecting with people and having conversations. And I think that's just such a great takeaway because as we've also said today, we tend to complicate things or try to handle things that are on step three and four before we do that. But it really all comes down to where can you consistently engage in conversations with people? Would you agree? Exactly. And if you do that, and that's what you're focused on, and you're focused on serving those people, Mm -hmm. and 
you're really listening. Mm -hmm. Like you say something and then they don't understand and they repeat it back to you and they write it. How did they say it? Yeah. How did they interpret it? Like when you said you were going to do this, did they be, were they just like, I could care less if you do that for me or not? Like it, it's like, it hurts your ego, but it, your ego is, doesn't matter. It's just like, how do you serve people and how do you, how do you, how do you arrive at that product as fast as possible? And you can literally have no experience in something and still persevere. Yeah. You just have to like, there's, there's always going to, for every product, there's always an early adopter. Yeah. Right. So there are going to be those people that are like, no, I need to see 20 testimonials. There's going to be that person that says, <laughs> I need to see 40. I'm not going to trust you until I see 40 video testimonials. And yeah. you're just going to need to be able to like, you're not going to get that guy. And then there's going to be that other guy that's or that girl that's like, man, this guy's got a lot of passions. He's like listening to me. I think he can do it. It makes what he says makes sense. Let's do this. Let's go, go for, for it. it. Yeah, love it. And then they hire you and then you just like bust your ass for this. Then person. it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you might or you might make it or like, like the first like the when I did that first mastermind, mm -hmm. it was like people were buying into my excitement for their future. That's what they were really buying into. And there were a couple of people that were not happy with what I came up with. And they and they they left. And they told me they weren't happy. This is what I want. And they disappeared. And that was a sting, right? That could be a that could be a moment where you give up. But then there were like four other people that stayed and enjoyed it and really like thought I did a good job and I delivered on everything and they could saw that I, and then I took all of those learnings and I refactored the product. Mhm. Mm and then came up with a new one and then came up with a new one and came up with a new one. And each one was a smaller change. Mm -hmm. And um, can be, if you enjoy that process of going through that, I think that's how you can kind of get through it. Cause it, it is gut wrenching. I'll be totally honest. It was really gut wrenching to go through that. And like, I sitting there with my wife and like, like what, like what's going on? What are we doing here? And yeah. then, but then getting through it and then, also just having those fun moments with my wife and being like, like, what are we doing here? This is crazy. This is, this is amazing. And like, oh my gosh. And like that going through that process is, is, um, it's fun. You know, one totally different tangent that I will yeah. throw in here that I think is important too, is like, um, cause I don't think people talk about this enough, but it's like exercise, mindset, drugs, and alcohol. All of those things can play a very negative effect on this process. Mm -hmm. um, because you, you get into these moments where you're telling yourself stories. Mm -hmm. This isn't possible. This isn't this. And then if you add on, like you're not treating yourself right, you're drinking too much. I'm not, I'm not going to say you can't drink or whatever you want to no, do. That, no, that's I not, but like those things will play a massive role in your perception of reality. And quite honestly, most of the time you're telling yourself something that is not, it's only in your head. Yeah. And if you're not in a good mental state, those things will keep you from just taking those little incremental actions. Mm -hmm. Plus one to that. Definitely. Uh, so speaking of like kind of creating these spaces for people to have conversations, you talked about that community a couple of times now, how, if someone was interested in joining that, how would they do that? Yeah, so the best probably the best way is probably just to go to my website sgplabs.com and then you can go to slash subscribe and then that'll get you onto my uh, my newsletter and then I'm going to uh, then from there I can 
I'll, I'm always letting people know kind of like when the next event is. And, um, but that's probably the best way. Just go to my website, sgplabs.com slash subscribe. And then uh, I, I don't spam people selling products or anything like that. It's just like literally, hey, got this event. Yep. Come have fun. Bring your questions. Love it. I'm, I have a couple of cool talking points that I go through each time. And then uh, that's it. Right on. And I just did it for anybody listening. So nice. don't be scared. Steve, appreciate it, man. I'm so glad that we connected. This was an awesome chat. I had a feeling someone vouched for you, of course. <laughs> but I also, like, after that, I started watching your content. I really love the stuff that you're talking about, man. Big time. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you having me on. You took a leap of faith, and it worked out well. I appreciate you having me on. This is a great show. I think you you ran it well. It was fun to um, to chat with you. And so, thanks, man. super appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Yes, and then I'm going to do a TikTok that re, uh, recaps some of the gems that you delivered just yeah, a taste for the folks. <laughs> yeah, let me know when it, when it pops out and then uh, I can help promote it and send people over to the show and all that stuff. So Absolutely. Sounds good, my friend. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, man. See ya. See ya. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please, please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.